The following podcast is recommended for mature audiences only. The following podcast is recommended for adults only. Maturity is not a requirement. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of Dear Download, a podcast where we get to share our most intimate and treasured memories of Download Festival. We'll talk about each year and the bands we saw, the bands we missed and everything else noteworthy that happened across the weekend. Also we'll touch upon any news, other festivals and the music industry past, present and future. This episode we are talking about albums that turned 10 years old this year, so the albums that were released in 2012. I am Adam and as always I am here with Simon. Hello and good day to you sir. How are you doing man? I'm good mate, really good, really good. Just uh, me me and Adam were saying before I am currently surrounded by boxes in my room. It's not as (laughs) aesthetically pleasing as it normally is um, as we're getting ready to move house in a couple of weeks. So yeah, just sitting in a a box space. Um, But yeah, I'm good apart from packing... I kind of feel like that's what I've been doing. I don't <laughs> it really looks ha- like that's all you've been doing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't really have I don't really have anything to report. Um I will say um it's October, which is the best month because it's the month where me and Vicky watch nothing but horror films. Yeah, I did see your post about that yeah, just, uh, so, just um, coming up. Yeah, so on our list for all you horror fans out there, uh for on our, the list for this month is The Witch, um, Suspiria, Dawn of the Dead, but the 1984 one, uh, The Cube, Overlord, Jeepers Creepers, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Life Force, and The Faculty. That's the lineup I've gone with. Um, also, A Night of the Comet, um, which oh. I realized I could get on YouTube because I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, but yeah, that's I, I love it because Vicky isn't too f- she likes horror films like afterwards but when she- she's great to watch <laughs> them with because she always jumps and gets scared so even when yeah. like we're watching a film that i've watched a million times like aliens or something she always jumps at the bits that you would expect someone to jump at and yeah it kind of makes you go oh jesus so you get kind of get doubly <laughs> scared even though you know it's coming um yeah so it's really fun to watch horror movies with her so i really like doing that so i can't wait to show her some of these but i haven't seen the witch um and i haven't seen um there was another one i hadn't seen i haven't seen overlord either so two of those films i actually haven't seen myself um so cool. i'm excited to you know watch them and i don't really get scared but i'm just excited to watch them so yeah, do you yeah. do you um watch any horror movies during the month of October? Uh it, we don't have it scheduled as soon as it gets to October like you. We're not maybe not as organized as you, but <laughs> yeah, the next sort of 2 to 3 weeks we'll probably sit down and go, yeah, do you know what? We should probably watch some horror films. That's cool. That's cool. And uh, one horror film I'm looking forward to watching is Feed Me. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I think film. we should probably talk about that. We definitely yeah. should talk about that. That's incredible. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Go on. Do you want to say what it is? Yes. Yeah. So, um, some of you, if you were listening right from the beginning, our episode number four was with uh, Adam Leader, a friend of the friend of the show, Simon's long 
long term friend, mm-hmm. I think, isn't it? He's Definitely for a long time. And uh, so yeah, he's the he's the lead singer of In Search of Sun, and we spoke to him about what it was like to play at Downo Festival. Uh, but we also talked about the movie that he had made called Hosts, and uh, he's recently made another one called Feed Me. Uh, about a year ago, I think he it was sort of finished. Was it about a year ago? Yeah, about that. He was round. He was literally round my house on my birthday. Him and Sam, um, his girlfriend had done a well, his fiance, sorry, had done a secret visit, and Vicky didn't tell me, so they surprised me and came over, yeah. and he was telling me all about you know, you know the film and how production was going and how they were trying to you know get the film out there and stuff so yeah it's really exciting to see i I tell him i'm always proud of what he does always anything he does with the band anything he does movie wise i'm always like 100 percent behind him so it's so exciting when you see some you know one of your best mates in the entire world doing so well because he is yeah a very very talented man um and richard who made the film with him i've never met him personally but i've heard like really good things you know leader wouldn't spend so much time with someone if they weren't cool so yeah um it's great yeah and yeah and i bet it's gonna be awesome so they're in la at the moment uh, yeah i was about to say that (laughs) yeah they're in la but you know just with the release of the film and you know they've got all this praise and you know all these like awesome horror magazines and articles written about them and i know leader is a huge horror fan like you know when we were together he was always talking about horror movies we watched loads of horror movies together he just loved we always made films together we made films in his garage in his bedroom everywhere me and him were always making yeah. movies so he i knew his love for it so um yeah really happy and uh proud to see your friend doing well so uh anyone listening obviously if you like horror um look out for feed me i'm sure we'll share something about it once it's properly released on the page I've, um, I've wanted to, but I don't. I, I, I didn't know what to actually share because he's been sharing so much about it recently. Yeah. So they, they they've been invited to around twenty different film festivals mm. with it, haven't they? Yeah, loads. And uh, most of them I've never heard of before. Well, I, I probably all of them I'd never really well, heard the, of you before. Know, but some some yeah. of them are massive. Yeah, festivals. yeah, definitely. So we'll um, see, we'll see we'll speak uh, to him and um, ask yeah. him what he wants us to do, but. We'll, pro- we'll help him out in yeah. some way. You know, we'll try and get out yeah. there to anyone that listens to the show because it's always good to, um, you know, help your friends out, especially if you actually like what they're doing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I've seen all the stuff he's been posting, but only because I'm his friend on Facebook. Mm. So I thought it'd be good to post out to people who aren't friends with him so they can see what's going on with it as well. Definitely. And uh, be just as proud of him as, as we are. Like, I, I couldn't believe it. It was incredible when I saw that they were going to edit. And, oh, he posted another uh, a little video saying, oh, you know, I've, I've just been spending the day with the guys at Knockfest. Mm. Um, I don't know who it was that he was walking along with. I don't know if you saw that one. No, but I they, didn't. It was like, and then we went to watch the new Hellraiser movie. I don't know if, is that, if that's out yet or that's part of like the behind the scene premieres that there's going on all, all over there. It's the being moment. released, yeah. It's like a full Hellraiser reboot, so... Yeah, that should be interesting. But yeah, lots of awesome things happening for uh, Adam Leader over there at the moment, and, and like you said, good luck to him, and, and glad that it's going really well. Yeah, definitely really nice to see. Definitely, always good. I'm sure he'll make his way back onto the podcast at some point for something yeah. in search of sun or movie related. Yeah, uh, if if he doesn't want to, he will. We we'll make, make <laughs> I'll him force somehow. Him to. <laughs> <laughs> i'll beg him to he'll come back on yeah yeah but that's cool yeah uh, i was also gonna say 
Um, Cube. If uh, if Vicky likes Cube, or you know, if you want to watch another film similar to Cube, I would recommend The Platform. Oh, I heard about that. that. I heard it was mental, yeah, like a really good. mental film. But I never got around to watching it. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely wanted to watch that film. Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> I wanted to watch it, but Kelly was never that keen. Well, she she was keen, but there was always something else that we wanted to watch or she wanted to watch. So I watched it one day when she was at work and it was my day off and she wasn't too happy about that, but <laughs> we were never going to get around to watching it. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to watch yeah. that. Yeah. When I, I saw someone, it wasn't you, it was someone else that was talking about it and saying that it was really awesome. It was messed up. It was probably Leader, to Jacob. be fair, but yeah, could have been Jacob. Jacob saw it before me and maybe he was telling me about it uh at download oh that there. could have been it actually yeah, yeah. I mean, possibly i was intoxicated for these discussions <laughs> <laughs> but yeah <laughs> cool uh but well yeah uh well there's probably nothing else you want to talk about over the last last couple of weeks so i i, I haven't really done a lot either to be fair i've I've done like three 11 hour days over the last couple of weeks. Wow, okay. I did one did one today. Literally, I got home, started cooking immediately. And it was about 10 minutes after finishing tea, I had to come up to the to this. So <laughs> it's getting very busy at work at the moment and uh, I'm pretty shattered. But uh, it's got to be done. Yeah. And they say nurses have it tough, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, it's not too bad. It's not... Uh, I, I, for anybody who doesn't know, I'm I'm a postman, but I'm just driving around doing the large parcels. I wouldn't be able to do it if I was on my feet still, just just walking with it with or with a bike. Uh, having a van is much much easier, much easier job than walking around posting mail. Mm. But um, so yeah, it's just long days. It's not particularly taxing, really. Just long. Yeah, but um, I don't know. If, uh, I I was saying last episode that I I was struggling with my back a little bit and. Uh, and that's eased off now. It was Monday. I messaged you, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And um, and it was just—it was weird. Like, it was just suddenly—it wasn't hundred percent better. But I was like, I can actually think again. Like just the pain. Oh, I don't want to say pain. I don't want to sound too bad. Just the but, like, discomfort. Just yeah, the yeah discomfort and the aching constantly. I didn't even sort of realize that it was like a fog over my mind. And on Monday, I was like, I can think again. Right, I need to get back on to planning stuff for the podcast. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. Uh, and oh, it was it was great. But um, does yeah, it take uh, you well, less than a minute to climb out of the bed now? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still a little bit stiff in the mornings, but uh, I can move. Good. Okay. Good. Uh, yeah, a bit more. <laughs> That's good, man. Yeah, but I don't know. Like maybe Saturday or Sunday, it was my shoulders decided to start hurting. And it was like, you know, when you, at that download, when you've done that walk-in and you've carried a really, really heavy oh, bag on your shoulders yeah, and you take it off ache. and you've got that pain, that, yeah, that pain yeah. right at the top of your shoulders. Yeah. That's what it was like. But I was like, I haven't, I haven't carried any really heavy bags for a long time. Weird. Uh, so I, did, <laughs> I thought it was like uh, a, a new type of arthritis or something coming on. I, I never had it there before. But uh, no, I don't maybe know. you're maybe, having maybe. like um, weird flashbacks. You know, you're 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 maybe you're, you're going back to when you went. It's like being in Vietnam. You're um, <laughs> you you feel like you're going back to down it again, and you start to feel your shoulders aching and like, oh no. 
Yeah, it could could be PTSD from from the walk in. Download PTSD. Uh, I, I, I bet it has happened to somebody. <laughs> probably, uh, probably some someone with a trolley, as well. Actually, Do you know, I, I've I've always meant to say, but I never have. Like, I never ever take a trolley, uh, for the walk in or the walk out. Uh, it is more handy to have a trolley, but you fill it up with more stuff that you can ca- that you can carry, and if something goes wrong. You've suddenly just you're just stood in a field with more stuff that you than you can carry. True, so. you've, you've you've just got to be clever with what you bring because I see people bring never ever bring anything with small wheels because no, they will either no. break or grass or mud will get caught on them and you will be dragging whatever it is. Like the wheels have to be over a certain size to be eligible for a decent, um, like you know sack truck for download so yeah i see people making the same mistakes every single year so yeah and i, yeah. I learned you the hard way i done them. it once and i was like fucking idiot stupid so always go with <laughs> yeah. as big wheels as possible as you can get on the thing um and then i think you'd be all right but yeah, yeah i agree you take more stuff but i've got so yeah. used to bringing a trolley now i i won't do download without a trolley ever again nope yeah not gonna happen uh, i won't do download with a trolley ever <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh damn that's what i was gonna get you for christmas oh oh i don't really want it i was gonna send you, you a trolley for next year's download <laughs> just get, get me trolley it'll be fine you're not yeah. getting it <laughs> get you trolley yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what we're after <laughs> yeah oh well one other thing uh i thought about it actually when you were talking about um horror films we had a we had a, we had like a fair here over last weekend um all the carnival rides and and uh, the carnival stalls and like the big rides and uh, i went up with with soren my son on the saturday night and he wanted to go on the ghost train he'd never been on a ghost train before oh wicked i think because his sister wants to go on a ghost train he was like oh i'm gonna have to now he's wanted to before once and then we got to it and he was like no i don't want to go on it anymore (laughs) (laughs) but so as we went on it and, and he was he was quite scared and as soon as you sort of go through the doors into the back he put his hands over his eyes. <laughs> That's a classic and, move. And I, I think he was quite scared. And the first bit is there's like a big spider above you. And then when we came off, um, we were talking about it, and he said he enjoyed it. And I said, "Did you see the spider?" And he said, "Yeah." And I said, "Well, didn't you have your your hands over your eyes?" And he said, "I peeked." <laughs> and I thought that's amazing. Like I wasn't expecting him to actually peek. I thought he was really scared, hiding behind his cool. hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah i suppose though when you're that age you are scared of it but you're also intrigued to see yeah. what it is like i probably would yeah. have done the exact same thing been like crapping myself but also being like kind of want to see but also i'm yeah. really scared so that <laughs> yeah. makes a lot of sense that's actually quite yeah that's cool i like that yeah cool well shall we um if there's nothing else shall we move on to either news or new releases i don't know if you've done a i've got some new releases i haven't got any news do you have any okay. actual news no <laughs> i i thought we were gonna go oh i suppose we yeah, had new releases i because we are obviously going to talk about slipknot's new album but yeah that'll be in the new releases i guess won't it it will yeah um i don't have any news then okay i think i did have at one point some news over the last two weeks but i don't remember what it was uh, I, so I won't I say don't... news but like every other question on the download Facebook groups is just, 
when are they releasing news? When are they going to do that? Like the, everyone's just writing it. Just wait. Just be patient, people. We're all yeah. as eager as everyone else, but I'm not going to write on there for the millionth time and the 50th post that I've already seen just so people will respond to my post. Just everyone calm down for a bit. It's normally around yeah. October, November time. We'll get there. It's all good. Yeah. They always let us know a few days before they do it. So you're obviously going to be told it's going to come normally on a Monday. Yeah. So everyone <laughs> just chill out, okay? We're all we're all buzzing, okay? We're all ready. We all want to see what it is. But everyone just calm the fuck down. Just, you know, just wait. <laughs> well, going on that, uh, as it as it's news, it probably is quite some some quite good news. Um, on Monday when I was like, oh, I need to make plans. I thought, well, next episode we could talk about the lineup uh, and what we are predicting or what we expected if it's already out. Uh, knowing our luck, we've been waiting all this time. We plan to do an episode about the lineup and it gets released before we <laughs> uh, before we do it. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm hoping to get a few guests on as well for uh, for that episode. So because I'm I'm sure we've said roughly what we think. The other people on the other podcasts have said roughly what they think. But I think it will be good to bounce off each other and talk about each other's uh, ideas of what might happen. Okay. Sounds good to me. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we should have uh, Kev and Jem from Ready to Mosh podcast. Um, I've, I've said it, I've said a few times Kev came on to our RIP episode uh, and then went and made his own podcast. So hopefully we'll get them on to us and uh, i've also asked matt from nevermind polly podcast um he's he's come come back to me and said yeah he'd love to come on he's not sure about the date at the moment but uh yeah it's in the works and it should be a really really good episode next episode and i've got some theories i might i might say them in a minute here uh because okay. it, one is related to slipknot uh but we don't have to we don't have to i want i want to say it before it's too late basically <laughs> uh, we don't have to go into too much depth of discussing it but i i I have a theory on slipknot anyway at least okay should we uh, do you want to say that now before we get into the releases we can do the slipknot one first so it goes into it so we'll go into releases before we talk about slipknot album what's what 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 have you got buddy well you probably noticed as well uh it was uh, it was alexander um actually who posted in our discord saying that slipknot have been announced for two different festivals like in the same day they were actually announced for three different festivals in the same day and it was three days before the release of their album so i believe that slipknot probably put a clause in the contract saying you can't announce that you've got us or announce any anything until we say so basically until this date because it puts the hype up yeah it coincides with the album yeah makes sense yeah and so I think if Download had Slipknot, they would have announced them the same day. So I, at the moment, I don't think Download have got Slipknot. You don't? Unless they... No. I think they would have announced them the same day. Unless they're trying to get them. Unless they had other people. And it's coming a bit later. Well, it's not later compared to usual. But they did say we would get it a bit earlier this, this year. So yeah, so they're holding off because they're trying to sort something out to try and get Slipknot on the bill. Okay. Oh, yeah, my good... theory is there won't be any Slipknot at Download 2023. Well, I think there's a possibility that you might be right there because I think people were putting up dates um, 
that Slipknot put up uh, in June next year. And apparently there's only one date that they're not playing in another country. Um, Uh, Okay. I think, yeah, they're playing on the 8th of June. They're playing on the 7th of June. They're playing on the, I think the 9th was the only day that they had open. Um, Right. But they're playing in the Netherlands the next day. So they're playing the 8th (laughs) in Czech Republic, Rock for People. And then they're playing on the 10th in the Netherlands. Now, you know, to get to the Netherlands from England is not a huge deal. It's like a fucking 45 minute flight. It doesn't really matter. But it all matters with setup. So I'm thinking unless they, uh, you know, a lot of bands carry two setups. So you play one in one location while another one is being set up in another location, which makes sense. So you can play dates quicker. But um, for a festival, that's not quite the same. Um, So, you know, if it's your own show, it depends. So these are festivals. So I don't know how much they could bring with them. So there's still a a slim possibility of Slipknot playing. um, But I would probably go to the Slipknot not playing camp. But we could be wrong. There is a small gap in their dates. So you could be right yeah. there, dude. Could be very Maybe right. Maybe they'll play a secret set on one of the smaller stages so they haven't got to bring all their stuff. All that. Yeah. I mean, And then and again, why do they have to headline? Yeah. They could be sure. main support for someone, play a quick show without all of their setup and then crack on to the next country. I don't know. Depends on what they want yeah. to do, innit? I know that obviously they could headline a festival, but I mean, they don't, they don't have to, do they really? Probably not. Say they were playing under Metallica. They'd be like, yeah, we'll open for Metallica. Yeah, that's why true. not? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They've done it. I'm sure they've done it in other places. So, yeah. Who knows? But, yeah. Yeah. I have another theory on Metallica, but you have to wait until next week for that. Ooh. Next episode. <laughs> Boy, do we love that wait, mate. Yeah. <laughs> wait, uh, So, um, new releases. Sorry. Uh, new releases. Yeah, new um, releases. Yeah. So, we shall start with the new Slipknot album, The End So Far. Uh, now, the title... Is it called The End So Far because this is their last album on Roadrunner? It was just called The End and people were questioning it. So I think I think they changed the name of it. They okay. added The So Far so people weren't thinking it's The End for Slipknot. Yeah. But yeah, the, yeah, it is, yeah, it is because it's the yeah, last one with Roadrunner. I mean, before we talk about the album, let's not underplay how much of a huge deal that is. Slipknot yeah. have literally been on Roadrunner Records since the self-titled album in 1999. They've been on this record label for a long time and they, you know, made it huge. They've been through all the good times, the bad times that the labels had, you know, in not recent years, but, you know, not so long ago years. And I read a little article with um, Corey Taylor saying that the reason they're leaving is not because they do anything badly, it's that they don't feel the sort of vibe that they got from everyone before. No one they know works there anymore all the people that helped them you know through the early days and into now is everyone's gone and they say it just feels like a completely different thing i think he said it's a shadow of its former self oh that's interesting yeah i've not seen anything about that i mean that is yeah, yeah. We, we we done a whole so again I love shouting out our own podcast episodes during our podcast. We done yeah, two I'm episodes. I'm glad you started doing that. We done two episodes on Roadrunner Records, which are very interesting. So, if you're interested in Roadrunner Records, Slipknot, all that sort of stuff, we done two episodes on it. Can't remember which number, but go back and have a look because they were really good episodes. I love talking about Roadrunner, all the sick stuff on there. But 
yeah, this is a this is a massive deal. We we were only talking about uh, what were they? A couple of episodes talking about how Nickelback are on Roadrunner and so yeah. are Slipknot, and it's crazy that Nickelback have sold more records than Slipknot, but Slipknot <laughs> yeah. have sold you know a, a hell of a lot of records as well. Um, but it's just crazy. So it's, it's yeah literally the end of an era. Yeah, this is the end of an era that has spanned over twenty years, and yeah, it's um it's crazy. That bit kind of was just like wow, okay. Wow, Slipknot won't be on Roadrunner anymore. What the hell yeah. are they going to put out next? Apparently, they're going they're going it by it alone. They're going through no label. Uh, and I don't blame them if you can. Then do yeah. it. They will be one of the biggest independent bands going because they won't yeah. be on a label. Everything will be done themselves, which I think is incredible. I think that's I think that's going to be well, you know, they must know the industry so well by now. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of them produce other people's bands. They, you know, do all the studio stuff and all that. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do on the next one. Because a lot of people yeah. were saying they only done this album so they could get out of their Roadrunner contract. Right. Um, I've not, I've not seen that, but it makes sense if they were contracted to do seven albums. Yeah, which, uh, yeah. which, which I don't think they did. But um, no, they, they must have been planning on putting another album an out. An album out, anyway. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm sure Roadrunner done everything they could possibly do to keep them on because they are, you know, the second biggest thing that they have going and a huge draw yeah. for money, you know. I mean, God knows where they're going to recoup Slipknot money from in the future. Um, but yeah, so yeah. But um, do you want to talk about the album? Yeah. What was... Uh, me what, or us? Well, you, what's, what What was me, your yeah. take? Did you listen? <laughs> How many times did you listen? Did What did you like? Uh, what did you didn't like? What? So I've only listened to it a couple of times, okay. um, but it was a couple of good times, you know. Not sometimes I, so I sometimes listen to an album and I get to the end and I'm like, "What happened? Where did Where did the album go?" Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I've been thinking about other things, but yeah, yeah, I did. I did have a good couple of listens. Okay. And um, well, the first time I it wasn't, and then I kept seeing people talking about the first track, and then when I listened to it the second time, I was like, "This is a weird first track." Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't understand it. It it sounds like it should be at the end of an at the end of the album, um, and I don't know I don't know why they would have put it at the beginning. I uh, briefly going off. I also I I think I, I might have said it. I thought the same about Iron Maiden's album Senjutsu. I, I I thought I thought it would be better if if it all the same it songs goes, on there, um, but they were just re, reordered a little bit. Okay. Um, I I planned to try it, but I never got around to sort of listening to it properly and going right. This one should be here. This one should be here. Um, but yeah, no, I there was nothing spectacular about it. Nothing blew me away. Um, there was a couple of there's a couple of good songs. I need, I need to get the album out. We've been doing this for the whole all the albums we've been. Uh, listening oh, I wrote to them down this we? time instead of because last time I was just <laughs> yeah. going onto Spotify, but I actually wrote them down this time. Midnight. The end so far. Um, I can't remember which one it was, but yeah, there's definitely one that I'm like that has really growing on me, uh, and I'm okay. sure the whole album would um, if I listened to it more and more. I don't know. It's so this is the first album I've listened to properly since Iowa. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I honestly thought you really wouldn't like this. Do you know why? Because it's in a way not content-wise, but style-wise, very similar to Subliminal Verses. This okay. is this is the second weirdest album Slipknot have ever made. Subliminal Verses mm -hmm. being the weirdest in Slipknot context. It's not a weird yeah. album. It was a weird album for Slipknot to put out at the time. 
It's not weird for Slipknot to do those things now, so this isn't quite as jarring, but there still are yeah. jarring things on this as there were on Subliminal Verses. And I know that you said at the time you were like, nope, and then you just didn't listen to another Slipknot album again. Yeah, no. So for me, I think what what did it was um, the, the first, well, maybe it's not even on the second album, actually, but the first album where you've got like the really high guitar bits, like boop, 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 boop. And, and it never really, as far as I'm aware, I don't think they've ever really used that kind of sound since. And it's like, that's the heavy, but also melodic kind of sound that I want. And it, well, not want, but that I would expect from Slipknot. And they've changed too much for me, I, I think. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I just thought, because I, I, as soon as I heard the whole album once through, I was instantly like, this has got really big subliminal verses sort of, you yeah. know, I, can, I, I get that vibe okay. from it. So I thought... I remember Adam saying on the podcast that he really didn't like Subliminal, even though I'm no. sorry to say, I think Subliminal Verses is probably my favourite Slipknot album. <laughs> it's by far top top two or three, without a shadow of a doubt. It's a great album. It's probably a toss up between that, the first mm. one, and Iowa. They're they're the yeah. three they're the three big boys for me. And All Hope yeah, Is Gone you... is severely underrated as well. I've spoken about how underrated that album yeah. is before. But yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, looking at the uh, track list for Subliminal Verses, there's a few songs, quite quite a few songs on there that I like actually. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot they were on that album. Yeah, big hits on um, that album. They really did have some huge, huge hits off that I th- one. I think Pulse of the Maggots was the first one they released, wasn't it? And then Vermilion was the second one, and Vermilion was weird, and I think that's what put me off. <sighs> maybe, but then, but then so they, 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 good. They, I, I forgot Pulse of the Maggots even existed. That's a good song. Mm-hmm. Before I forget, you can't forget that one. Um, it was just on everything at the time. Duality. Duality. Yeah. That's a push fingers into my eyes one, isn't it? Yep. It's like one of the biggest Slipknot songs. That album is littered with hits. Wasn't it? Like, literally. I thought that, I thought that was on um, Iowa. Nope. It was not. Ah, oh, they sing the slowest of the air. made of all. Is that duality? It's duality. Okay. I... Uh, I have been lying to all of you. I think I like Vermilion. Uh, not Vermilion. Uh, Subliminal Verses. Subliminal Verses Part 3. I didn't realise how much I liked it. I am. All right, ap- I apologise. There you go. <laughs> He's finally fessed up, people. He's been dissing it the yeah. whole time. Was either wrong with me? But I've just noticed they haven't actually got... Oh, no, they've got the 10th anniversary edition. I was going to say, they haven't actually got their first album on Yeah, annoyingly, Spotify. and I hate when bands do this on Spotify... When they bring out anniversary versions of the albums, they get rid of the original version of the album. They put the new one on, but they put the new one on as the date when it was re-released. So when you scroll down, the first album on Spotify isn't the first album, it's the second album. So when people are going to listen to these bands for the first time, how annoyingly confusing is that? Aya was the first album when you scroll down, but that's not right, because it's not. No, Sorry, (laughs) stuff like that. Yeah, really, really annoys me. <laughs> Stupid stuff <laughs> like that when it comes to Spotify makes me really angry. And that <laughs> deluxe edition and anniversary edition balls really drives me mad. I hate that. I yeah. have to reimagine everything <clears throat> I've ever thought of Slipknot, I think. No, I, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm not in a position to talk about the new album now. Cause well, yeah, I you just, are because you listen to it, so my, it's fine. My, my, my whole history... Or, and what I think of Slipknot is false. 
<laughs> it's been thrown out of whack. He doesn't yeah. know where his Slipknot Shit. compass lies now. Yeah. You know I when go. the compass in those films where they go up to like a thing as like some sort of magnet and the compass starts going, that's what you're feeling now, isn't it? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It's okay, man. We'll steady the. We'll steady it. We'll steady it. Yeah. Maybe cool. what you should do is you should you should listen to listen to Iowa, listen to subliminal verses, and then just see where you got mixed up. Yeah. Be like, oh shit, I thought that was that. That was that. It's easy though, because like the first three Slipknot albums are just oh, they're just all of them are unbelievable. It's like how could you do three albums just one after the other like that? Damn, that's so good. Four actually, four all the way up. They've masterpieces all the way up to All Hope Is Gone, and then I didn't and really like the Grey Chapter that much. We Are Not Your Kind was really good, and I think that this is excellent. Okay. Um, would you like to know what yeah. I think about this? Yeah, um, I was just about to say, yeah, go for it. Uh, uh, let's hear what you think. Hello. Um, Sorry. Hi. hi, my name's Simon. I've listened to this probably eight times. I listened to it once, and I thought, okay. Then I listened to it for a second time, and I thought, okay, I'm getting, I'm getting more. Couldn't absorb it on the first time. Second time, okay third time okay then i just found myself continuously listening to it and actually really really enjoying it um yeah and like i said before the best songs on this album are the songs that have parts at least or sound the least like slipknot so the songs that sound the most like slipknot on this album are not as good as songs that sound like Slipknot on other albums. Like, you could take right. any of the heavier ones in this album, go to another album, a very similar song that's twice as good. But the songs that they've experimented on in more, um, for instance, Adderall, the first song, <clears throat> Yen, Medicine for the Damned, Acidic, um, all really, you know, weird, eerie bits that I think Slipknot really need to play with more. Since yeah. Iowa, and Iowa's an evil album. That album sounds evil. It's an evil, evil, evil piece of work. It is so good. They need to do another creepy, evil album. They need to stop with the nice, beautiful hooks. They need to stop with all the nice, beautiful singing. They can do parts of that. But I just think that the songs that sound like Slipknot now, it's getting a bit like Killswitch got. Here's the singing part. Here's the screaming part. Here's the breakdown part. Here's the singing part. Here's the screaming part. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it feels a yeah. bit predictable. But on the songs when they're free to experiment and kind of try something new, I think that those songs are excellent. Like the first song, Adderall, that everyone's gone on about being a really weird intro to the album. I was sitting there, right, trying to think what it sounds like. And I was playing it in the car on the way to Vicky's parents. And she goes, I, I started playing it. So I said, babe, what do you think of the new Stipman album? And she went, oh, this is a weird um, intro. I went, yeah. She goes, it sounds like Elbow. And I went, you've just made my mind explode. Because <laughs> this sounds exactly like Elbow. This could yeah. be on an Elbow album, and I don't think anyone would notice. And I was yeah. like, wow, okay. That's exactly what my brain was searching for that I couldn't access. And she just went straight away, just came up with it. Um, nice. But yeah, like I said, I think Yen... It's fantastic. I think it could be up there with some of the best Slipknot songs. Um, and Medicine for the Damned is great. All the other songs in it are good, but I can get heavy Slipknot that's better somewhere else, even though I still like them. Like overall, yeah. 
I would give this album probably a 7.58 out of 10. It's really good. And the more I listen to it, I've really, really started to enjoy it. It's definitely a grower rather than a shower. Yeah. Like, so, you know, I listened to Aya and I was like, oh my God, that was amazing. Straight away. Just blown away. First yeah. Listen, and yeah. Subliminal Verses was like, oh my God, like <laughs> what just happened to my brain? But this, I was like, okay, it is good. But I had to listen to it to a few times to absorb everything that was happening. But um, yes, I am quite happy with it. And very interested to see now that they can do literally whatever they want. Whatever the hell they want, they can put out. They've got no one to answer to now. No one to tell them what direction to go in. No one to tell them what to do, What all that all whatever so i'm so psyched to see what the hell they do next yeah you know what i mean like they could make a a, a, a death metal deathcore album or they could make an, a, <laughs> a, an acoustic album i really don't know if they not and i think that is very cool and interesting when you don't know what a band is going to do yeah because if a band's predictable nice. so like, well we know what the next album is going to be it's going to be more of this But now we're actually like, Hmm. I genuinely have no idea what Slipknot are going to do next, which is exciting. Yeah. And it's just a shame there's probably going to be probably three or four years until we actually hear that now, though. Yeah. But another thing, sorry, we won't go on this too long. I know this is taking up a big part, but it is quite a really, really um, highly talked about thing at the moment. I'll be very interested to see what they play live off of this. Yeah. Because that's one thing I thought about when I heard heard the the first song, Adderall. And I thought, would they even attempt this live? You know, if they like Mm. this song, if they like the style, would they try and do it live? Like, Mm. uh, how many members does it actually include? Yeah, yeah. Again, same question. What the hell are they going to play? They can play some of the heavy ones live and some of the singles. Like, Yen's a good mix of heavy and melodic and stuff. There's probably a few they could play off of it, but I would be interested to see which ones they do, definitely. Yeah, I think I think it's Yen that has grown on me a lot. Mm, um, really good. The Chapel Town Rag, not so much. I, I don't. I wouldn't recognise that if I heard it. That's <laughs> actually my least favourite song on the album. Is it? I like every. You know, it, there's nothing. There's nothing bad about it. I just don't think it's a very interesting song. I think everything yeah. else on it I really like, but the Chapelton Rag is like, eh, we'll sit through it. But then as soon as it gets to Yen, which is the next song, I'm like, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure I'll go to I'm, I'll go to Love Shaft and Rag as well, but it's my least favourite song on the album currently. Yeah, I am gonna go and listen to all of Slipknot. I was, <laughs> I would normally say at this point, uh, make sure I'm gonna make sure I listen to it a couple more times with your with your opinion, so I can pretend I've got an opinion and say, oh yeah, I agree. No, <laughs> you I don't. do have an opinion. <laughs> you got a very good opinion. Um, um yeah, okay. That's it. Well, yeah. yeah. Shall I quickly run through the two other ones that I've got releases before we move on to the main? Yeah, subject? go for it. Uh, yeah. Just quickly. So, uh, Devin Townsend released a new song from his upcoming album, "Call of the Void," of the um, album of the same name. Really good. Typically weird, dreamy Devin Townsend song. Anything, everything you would expect from Devin Townsend. Awesome. Can't wait for the new album. And another thing that's been big this week. I'm not a Paramore fan by any means. Mm, yeah. You know. I don't really pay attention to what they've put out. Um, I haven't heard any of their albums for a long, long time, I would say. But I was intrigued because a lot of people I know like them and a lot of people out there like them. Um, You know, so I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to the new Paramore song that everyone's talking about and see. I was like, what the hell is this? This is really weird. I remember Paramore being... (laughs) Back uh, in my day. You know, out 
alt rock slash um you know emo slash pop punky this is like the only way i can explain this is imagine if incubus went pop but turned all their distortion off that's okay. what this paramour song <laughs> sounds like and i was like interesting analogy yeah i was like I would... okay this is not what i was expecting then again i'm just saying i haven't listened to paramour in a very long time but it was definitely not what i was expecting and i know i think there are a lot of paramour fans that like it but there are a lot of paramour fans that really don't like it um yeah so i i just i just needed to listen to it to be part of the conversation so um yeah to me sounds like incubus but they've gone pop and they've turned all the distortion off yeah <laughs> that, that's a new paramour so do with that what you will <laughs> well i i think that's interesting that's going to be something i want to talk about very in a very similar sort of vein a bit later on in the show um okay. yeah we'll get to that we'll definitely get to that uh i i haven't listened to it properly kelly kelly put it on i sort of was doing something else i heard it in the background yeah it doesn't sound like emo or pop punk or anything they've done before well, mm. but I, I don't think their last was it the last album like five years ago where they all decided they just decided to go like really eighties. I heard that. I never listened to it, but I heard that they went really eighties, and I love eighties yeah. stuff. So we might actually give that a listen. Yeah, because um, if it's anything eighties, sure, I'll probably like it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the first single they released was it was kind of like it was kind of catchy. I think I listened to it quite a few times with Kelly. But okay. Oh, yeah, I, I don't might have to give it a listen. It was I think anything spectacular. Well, I, I I didn't enjoy it, but I I wasn't thinking at the time that it was really pop punk or emo either. So it it seems like this has come as such a surprise to everyone when the last one wasn't what people okay. expected. Which that is makes strange. more sense now because it sounds like a really hard sort of um you know turn away one eighty from where they were. But if they've been going in a different direction since then cool but for, for me yeah. it felt jarring um but i'm going in as someone who remembers what paramore sounded like in 2006 i have no idea what they've sounded like <laughs> since so yeah you know I'll, I'll um yeah i'll see but I'll, I'll, i might check out that 80 stuff because um yeah i mean was, that's yeah. that's another good shout for download next year paramore i'm not saying headline but definitely to play they're a huge band it'll be a massive steal for download they're really popular yeah. really popular that would be a great steal if we could get um paramore at download and if no one uh i liked was watching uh was playing at the same time rather i would give them a watch yeah just to see you know what all the the hype's been about all this time um but yeah that's it that's all the releases i have only a couple of things there was like 15 last week uh, and there's yeah. only been yeah, three things i've listened to this week uh one thing i didn't put in my notes i think i think um lorna shaw released another track but i haven't listened to it yet so i won't put okay. it in there because I have no opinion, because I haven't listened to it. So Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think I've listened to anything new this week. Only the all, all the albums that you gave me listen to gave me to listen to. <laughs> all my homework. Uh, nice. so I should get caught up on other new stuff after this week. Okay, uh, shall I mention shall I mention just the three albums that we I think we missed from last week's honourable mentions? Oh yes, yeah, go for it. Um so yeah, so We'd done the episode last week, so if you listened to that, we were um, speaking about albums that turned 20, and there were so many albums released in 2002, like good ones. And there was a few that I think yeah. we should have at least mentioned, not necessarily talked about, um, but but at least mentioned in some capacity. So some 41 does this look infected. Um, I loved that yeah. album at the time. Still think it's got some really, really good tunes on it, so we should have mentioned that. Um, Red, Red Hot Chili Peppers, by the way, 
which I listened to in four a couple of months ago. Incredible album. I still love that album so much. Uh, so we should have mentioned that. What? And, what um, is that with Californication on? And... No. No, okay. I don't know it then. No, that was um, the album before. That was on Californication. Oh, this... shut up. That is being cut, absolutely cut. Uh, I, yeah, no. Carry on. Sorry. <laughs> it's not being cut. I won't cut so it. So this right. one's <laughs> got, by the way, um, Can't can't Stop as well. Yeah. It's got, it's got some, it's got some great, one. yeah, really, really great tracks on... Um, on by the way uh and foo fighters even though i don't like this album that much i don't think it's a great foo fighters album it's still got some really big singles on it uh which was foo fighters one by one so um i thought that was those were just worth mentioning from ones that we missed just in case people were saying well why didn't you you know say those albums well now we have leave me alone yeah adam cool. let's move on awesome yeah let's move on well um before we move on actually we should probably do our little bit that we do before the main topic this time uh, a very cool thing actually. We we did the jazz hands, didn't we, to bring to bring uh, Ronnie in, and we had a message from Alexander saying, "I did the jazz hands. Thank you, thank you for joining us yeah. and uh, helping him come down from wherever he was." I don't think we said, <laughs> did we? But uh, yeah, was just that was very very cool somewhere. <laughs> just, uh, but yeah, so um, oh, fuck. Um, well, we should probably mention the um the ultimate lineup again. Uh, I did just really briefly here, on, and we're doing it on on our Discord. Um, I finally started the subheadliners for the Friday. Uh, I've done a couple so far, and so we should be moving on with that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who wins. I think I, I, at first I thought it was definitely it was definitely going to be one band who was heading for the win all the way, but I think there's another one that might pip them. Oh, okay. So uh, it's going to be interesting. So um. Yeah, if you want to join us and and vote for the ultimate lineup that we're doing, if anybody who is new or doesn't doesn't know what that is, basically we're taking all the bands that played in a specific slot over the years at download. So, like I said, this is this is the the subheadliner for the Friday on the main stage. So every band who has played there over every year, we're putting them against each other in like a tournament and seeing who wins. And we're going to try and make the ultimate lineup from from just doing that. It's going to take a while, but it's going to be very cool at the same time doing it. So uh, definitely, come, yeah, come and join us on our Discord. You can find find the link in the in the show notes. If you want to join us on anything else, we'll be we're on we're on all the social medias. We're on Facebook, Instagram, all sorts. You can just just search us, dear download or dear download podcast. We're we're findable. I'm pretty sure now on everything. You don't need me to spell it out like a lot of people do forever. I don't. I'm not going to bother doing that. No, it's good well, actually. We've got we've got good. You know, you type in, uh, you know, dear download. It comes up pretty much instantly on anything, or even dear download podcast. You have to go a little bit further on places like Twitter, but we come up. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, though I did, um, I did search for download festival in podcasts on Spotify actually the other day. Just just wondering if there's anybody that I'd missed that does things about download festival that we could invite on for the next episode. The weird thing about our podcast is we actually do more episodes not about Download Festival than we do about Download Festival. Because festival season is only (laughs) for like six to eight weeks of the year. And all the rest of the time, we just speak about music in general. So, you know, we're based around Download Festival and it's mentioned in all of our episodes. But if me and you were trying to do an episode just about Download Festival, I mean, what else would we have left to talk about right now? 
we we're talking about what, what kind Not of much. grass they have on Donington Field and just, you know, <laughs> so we, what kind of grass is this and stuff like that like have a grass expert on that actually sounds pretty cool we should do that um, that does sound pretty cool but <laughs> we're not going to do that okay I back out of that that's not a stupid <laughs> idea that's a great idea <laughs> um, but do you know what I mean so we have to sort of you know we do more episodes not yeah, about download think, than we actually do I think so. that's great yeah yeah I think that's great we, we, I mean we, we're 32 episodes in and we've only talked about 2003 2004 2005 mm. oh and, and the recent ones actually the pilot yeah, yeah of course uh, yeah. but going for the beginning yeah, yeah. so like we'll, we'll get back to them uh, but it is nice to be able to to not feel guilty about going back to talk about download, mm. um, like I did earlier in this episode, talking about the trolleys. Yeah. Um, if if it wasn't a download festival podcast, that would just be weird. Just talking about download all the time. <laughs> yeah, going that back would be, to it, true. It's, it's it's like one of those weird people who end up talking about their ex girlfriend constantly. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Well, it's okay. We're still we're still married to download. We're still a happy couple. Yeah, yeah. We just um, yeah. we we do our own thing, and then we go yeah. back every year, and um, download loves us again. So that's all good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, time. Um, Don't yawn yes, on my time, man. Sorry, sorry, my bad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like uh, like I said, uh, not long ago or a while ago, I don't know how much we're going to cut and not cut. Um, like I said, come and join us on everything you can. Do what you can for for us, like you would do for any other podcast. Go, go and review us on iTunes, or or tell your friends about us. All all the great things that you can do for a podcast. Go and do them for us. Yes, please. And uh, we should probably bring in Ronnie. Uh, should we do at that? This point, yeah. Um, should we should we coax him in? Unfortunately, this week <laughs> he won't come out. <laughs> he won't come out. <laughs> and that, so, so well, just imagine well, this, right? You're on the closet. green. You're on the green. Okay, you're on the green. It's your final shot. You've got your putter in your hand. Ronnie will not come out unless you sink this putt. Okay, so everyone needs to just concentrate. Okay, everyone, just close your eyes for a second. Just imagine the grass under your feet. We don't know what kind of grass that could be, but we'll find out in the next episode. Okay. But just picture your feet on the floor and just think about, imagine the putt. Think about the hole. Now open your eyes. Look at the hole. Look at the ball. Hit it. It's done. It's in. There you go. Birdie. Ronnie, come down. Bless us. With, bless us with, with the installment of the episode. <laughs> you got the grasp it in. That was amazing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Ronnie. Uh, so the main topic this episode is albums that turn ten years old this year. And um well I guess do you wanna do you wanna start with the honourable mentions? Yes. Um so albums that are released in the year of our dear Satan 2012. What do you remember about that year? Did you watch the Olympics? I probably did. No, I doubt I did. Not very much. Just before no. we start, let me just let me just <laughs> let me just Google what happened in 2012. <laughs> Wasn't it the year as well that Nostradamus predicted that the world would end, and everyone was really worried about it at the time? I remember that. Um, was it the Mayans? The Mayan calendar ended in 2012, maybe. Oh, was that it as well? It was definitely Nostradamus maybe. as well was saying that it was uh, mm-hmm. 
Nostra Adamus. I don't know. I don't remember much of what he's predicted. Uh... Oh, the Costa Concordia sh- sunk. Do you remember that? No. I've never that, heard of that uh, before. Cruise ship, <laughs> that cruise ship that, that hit rocks and then turned over on its side and loads of people died. No, I Do don't you remember, remember that. that. Okay, no. uh, well, that happened. Uh, it was okay. the Queen Queen's Diamond Jubilee. I didn't pay attention to that. Uh, this was the year I was out drinking a hell of a lot. Well, that makes sense. I was definitely drinking a lot of this time as well. So I don't remember any. This is all from from, from an article. Uh, yeah. Whitney Houston died. We didn't know she was um, dead. Yeah, she's dead. Uh, UK hosted the Olympics. I remember I that. remember that. I think that's all that happened in 2012, apart from these <laughs> albums coming out. I don't remember much of it either. Um, sorry. So yeah, those things happened in 2012. So I oh, will do that. Go to the honourable mentions first. So these, um, as always, if you haven't listened before, these are albums we just want to quickly mention before we get into the ones we actually want to discuss. Um, so did you get a chance to listen to any of the honourable mentions? No, none of them. No. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what was did, on them. Uh. Well, first off was Devon Townsend with Epicloud. Um, I've never heard that. Which, the name is all in the title. It is by far the most epic Devon Townsend um, album. I, you, Everyone that's listening to this, or most people probably would have heard the song Kingdom by no. Devon Townsend. No. Okay, well, it was a song <laughs> that was re-recorded for this album from a previous album, just made okay. way more epic. Um, so if you like epic prog metal, um, you'll probably like Epicloud by Devon Townsend because it's really really good um the second one is the used vulnerable um i know we talked about the used before and how much we like um the used in general this was an album that kind of passed me by uh the album before this artwork i absolutely loved and i'm not sure what was happening to me at this time but i didn't listen to this album and i listened to it for the first time in the gym the other day and I yeah. really, really liked it. So I'm yeah. going to listen to it again and see where it falls into my like favorite used albums. But on first listen, I thought it was excellent. So yeah. the used Vulnerable, I'm definitely going back to and um, give it, giving it more props. I just listened to an album today from our two discuss albums. Mm-hmm. And uh, and, that, that, uh, and the used came on after them. It was uh, Cry. Oh, and that's nice. one of my favorite if not the favourite song of the used. Nice. I, I love that song so much. Good song, man. Good song. Yeah, great band. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just a great band in general. I, I really, I think the used are criminally underrated, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, anything else you wanted to say about the used before we move on? No. No? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, that was it. Uh, I, heard, I heard a song today. That's the... I, the height of it, a, the height of the excitement of it. <laughs> today. Um, another one I want to mention is Fear Factory, The Industrialist. Um, again, probably sits in the middle of Fear, Fi- Fear, Fear Factory albums, um, but has its moments. Really, really good. Not quite as the one bef- good as the one before or the one that came after, um, but it still sits in that middle range, decent Fear Factory albums. Um, so if you haven't heard it, it's a damn good Fear Factory album. Um, if you're a Fear Factory fan, you probably already have heard it, um, but it's not necessarily at the top of your lists. But I thought it was m- worth mentioning, at least. Um, yeah. I've got Tenacious D, Rise of the Phoenix. Are we discussing that, or do you want to just yeah, talk about... Yeah, no, let's, let's discuss that. Okay, so um, we'll leave that. 
Well, leave that I might not be able to go into as much detail as you do, but I... Oh, I yeah. didn't listen to it, so you have to go into all the detail. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll go into some detail. But, uh, okay. Well, this time last year, I was barely listening to any new music, new music. This time next year, I will be as good as you at listening to music and being able to describe it and and analyse it as well as well as you do. You must have listened to what, like fifty new artists this year, thirty new albums. Uh, You're like quite a bit, yeah. (laughs) This must be one of the years when you've listened to the most music ever. Yeah, probably. (laughs) That's awesome. It is awesome. I keep saying how good it is. Like, it's not that you were stubborn before; it's that you were just like, okay, I'm comfortable with what I've got. But this, and for me as well, I'm listening to load. You know, I do normally listen to a lot of music, but this has made me listen to tons of music like yeah. tons of it even compared to what i listen to and it's great that now you're like just listening to just loads of these <laughs> albums like yeah. good or bad but you're getting a good feel for loads of different stuff which is yeah. wicked yeah that's what yeah. you want for music yeah the more you know the more i think the more you've listened to the better your listening experience will be for other stuff and the more open you will be to stuff yeah I, i'm also I'm also actually interested in and uh i think i said it last week for a couple of the albums i I will really, really want to listen to an album and I'll be going into the car, so I'll, I'll put it on for the drive and I'll get like four songs in, like like I said about the Parkway Drive album. Mm. I'll get four, four, uh, three or four songs in and I, 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 I stop driving. I'm, I'm not driving for like an hour. <laughs> I'm driving for a little bit. And then I, I don't I don't, have, don't get that feeling again for a while to really want to listen to that album. So I don't listen to any more of it. And, and I know Jacobs has done the same with an album recently. I don't know, I can't remember which one. So I'm interested if that happens to other people. Do you, do you ever do you ever just really want to listen to like an album but don't get more than even halfway through? I'm sometimes. Curious. Let us know. Let us know. Sometimes. I, I Sometimes that happens to me. Yeah. When you're, you're doing stuff or you're like, ah, and then your brain switches to another gear and yeah. you have to move on from that. So, yeah, I suppose <laughs> everyone really gets it. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah. Okay, well, um, right. Shall we discuss some albums in length that we listened to yeah, or liked we, yeah. or have listened to for the first time from 2012? Yeah, well, as, as, we, as, we, as we brought up Rise of the Phoenix a minute ago, let's start with Rise of the Phoenix then. Okay. Uh, because, oh no, I think I added it to Honourable Mentions, didn't I? But I, actually, I listened to it. Okay. Um, yeah, because it was in Honourable Mentions, but you put it there. So I yeah. didn't listen to it. So I didn't think we were discussing it. But then yeah. you obviously listened to all of it, so you thought we might as well yeah. discuss it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, so uh, we put that in. You might as well put that in. <laughs> um, I had, and I, I think I surprised you, I had never, ever listened to a Tenacious D album <laughs> before. When I, I messaged you saying, oh, I put this one in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said, oh, no, I said it, it's like an amazing album. I've never listened, listened to it. And I think your reply was, "Have you? I, I think it's incredible that you've never listened to a nature, to a Tenacious D album." Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was my first time listening to this one, but I'd never actually listened to any of their albums before this at all. That's, so. yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, yeah, but I, I I saw it and thought, well, they were massive at the time. They were absolutely huge, coming off the back of uh, well, a tribute has always been consistently good. Like get a download and you always hear people singing it or, or fuck her gently yeah um, one one of those and so i thought well I, I remember seeing them at download when this album came out and they had the big phoenix on stage with the balls at the bottom of the phoenix <laughs> i think <Yeah. laughs> uh, but i hadn't listened to the album so i thought i'll give it a go 
and it was incredible. It blew me away. Um, I, I I don't know what else to say, but it, well, I will now. It blew me away. I, I I had never really heard much about this album. Uh, again, like I said, it's the the previous singles that people talk about. Uh, I think the only single that I'd heard of from this album was Rise of the Phoenix, which is the first mm-hmm. track, I believe. Uh, but I didn't even really know that song very well. So I just assumed this wasn't as good an album as the other two, but it was so good. Like There's so many songs that are like completely different to the rest of the album as well. Like, But it works because it's, they're more of a comedy band. They're not, they haven't got a specific style or a specific sound. Yeah, and, yeah, they can basically so, just do whatever they want, and yeah. with comedy in it as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, but, I, I really want to listen to this now because you've said it's so good. Because the first two albums I love, first yeah. album and second, oh, like the first album's just unbelievable. It's, it's timeless. It's great. It's funny. I still, we still reference it now. Me and my brother still say stuff from that album to each other with the bits where they're just talking yeah. in between the songs. So it's just stuff like that, you know. Tony's just DR huge in the sort of like metal um and alternative world aren't they they've kind of wing the sail fin somehow i don't know how yeah. they've managed to do it but they're in there so you've made me really want to listen to this album <laughs> now so i think before the next episode um i'll listen to this album and see if it's good awesome. but i'm sure it will be because i enjoy everything else that tenacious d do so yeah and i only listened to this once as well only once through and um like i just sort of i got i, I could hear the songs properly the first listen like you know we, we spoke about before uh, like the, the where when you said about Slipknot as well, whether they're they're a grower, the album's a mm-hmm. grower, and like you don't really yeah. take it all in the first listen. You have to listen to it a few times. But this one, I listened to it once, and I was like, "Yeah, this is incredible! One of the best albums." <laughs> <I've ever." laughs> That's cool. That's good. Yeah, but yeah, I was saying yeah. before, the only song I've heard off of this is the Roadie. I haven't yeah. heard any other songs because I I know that I've seen the video for the Roadie as well, but um, that's the only one at the time I heard, and the ones I've known since. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to go back and and check it out from your recommendation. Yeah. I didn't know the roadie was a single either. Um, yeah, yeah. But that song is so good. It's got a funny but, video as well. But like you said a, a minute ago, you don't know how they got themselves into the rock and metal and alternative world. This is what I was going to say when we are talking about Paramore, because they're, they're just, they're, they've got an acoustic guitar and a singer. You know, they aren't metal. You know, people were saying um, Paramore aren't, pop uh, aren't emo or pop punk anymore well tenacious d are an acoustic band <laughs> like the, with yeah. comedy so you can't say they're a particular genre so i don't yeah, see I how s- it works <laughs> i think it's t- it, when you're tied to something like it's when you start out as something like yeah. for paramore for instance they started out as that now they've evolved into something else but they still have ties within it and i think tenacious d because they're so involved with other people and they had Dave Grohl drum on the first album and yeah. Jack Black loves metal and rock so much. Also, Tribute was played every minute of every hour on Kerrang. <laughs> yeah. So all of the metalers would have seen it and alternative people. Um, so I think they, yeah, they, they have weird ties to it, but you're right. It's it's not what you would expect to have at Download or something, but because they're so weirdly layered engrossed into the sort of psyche of metalers and alternative yeah. music it's it accepted fits in, yeah but it doesn't at all no yeah <laughs> i get what d- you mean totally yeah yeah d- d- even even like the elitist bloodstockers would probably accept them but they wouldn't accept just any other random two people acoustic funny it's true because a, 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 a blood st- a guy for someone who goes to bloodstock would say to you oh fuck ghost 
Yeah. Fuck Ghost, man. <laughs> Fucking pop pop metal. Oh, but I love Tenacious D. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think um because they're a uh, I'm gonna doing air quotes here, you can't see this, comedy band, they get away with a lot more. If they were a serious yeah. band, you know, they would have been thrown out a long time ago. But I think because of the it's it's a it's a joke, so it's allowed to yeah. happen. Yeah. Um whereas <laughs> other bands that aren't a joke get lambasted for doing a lot nice less work. extreme yeah. things. Yeah. 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 Definitely. But yeah, that was my take on uh on um, Rise of the Phoenix, and I can't believe it's taken me so long to listen to this album or, or any other Tenacious D album, <laughs> for, for that matter. Well, um, I highly recommend the first and second ones as well. Um, yeah. First one especially is unbelievable. I was I, We weren't even talking about Tenacious D, and I'm pretty sure last week or the week before, I was playing it and annoying Vicky when she was trying to get ready, dancing around, <laughs> singing all the songs. So um, <laughs> Yeah. The first <laughs> one, I really would good. imagine I've heard it at some point when, when you've probably somebody had else bits. On. yeah yeah you've probably had bits and did you ever watch the tenacious d film the pick of destiny yeah yeah because that's the second soundtrack the, the second it's all that. from all yeah. from the movie well most of it's from the movie not all of it but 90 oh. percent of it's from the movie yeah i was going to ask actually I, I never i never looked it up i wasn't sure whether what came first the album or the film i wasn't sure if they i was wondering if they did the film and then took it off as a soundtrack or or did no, I the think, album? I think they were um, released at the same time. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so they worked them um, in together. Okay. Well, it start. They didn't start off as an. It started off as they were playing comedy shows. Then they'd done a HBO series, right? Which was Tenacious D. Then they made the first album. Then they made the movie in the second album, and okay. then Rise of the Phoenix. That's how I understand the <clears throat> Tenacious D timeline. But cool. their original HBO series before they done the first album. It's only like six episodes. Yeah. It is incredible. It is okay, absolutely never, incredible. Yeah, I've so never, never really heard of it. If anyone is a Tenacious it. D fan and hasn't checked this out, try and find the original Tenacious D HBO um, episodes. If I find them anywhere, I'll add a link onto this episode um, or get Adam to, to add it before the episode goes out. Um, but try and find them because they they've got all the original songs, but they're all the original versions of the original songs. Ah. So they were okay. recorded for the series only before right. they recorded the album. So like, tri- you know, there's no tribute. That wasn't done. I think that was done specifically for the album. But all- there might be tribute actually on the last episode. I can't remember. But a lot of the songs that are on the album are on that, that HBO special, but they're slightly different. So if you're yeah. a really big Tenacious D fan, it's interesting to see how the songs evolved into the first album, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I'll try and find them. Did you will like? Oh yeah. my god, they're so good. <laughs> Love them. They're brilliant. Um, cool. But yeah, that's Tenacious D. What is the thing? Yeah, and yeah. I will listen. I promise you, because you've made me want to listen to that album now. Awesome. Um, what would you yeah. like to do next? Uh, well, let's let's go on to another one. I I can't talk about it in too at too much length. But last episode, I kind of bashed Stone Sour a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so I thought because I'm on this music enlightenment thing that I've been on for a while. Uh, I should probably I should probably give it a go because they they released an album ten years ago and it was called uh, a house the house of golden bones part one yeah was that yeah I think it was it I I haven't got the notes next to me um so I thought yes I probably should try it and and actually be an adult about these things and uh, and it was alright actually yeah the obviously the 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 second song is probably one of the biggest ones they released from it which was called I'm gonna find it because I can't remember. <laughs> Uh, absolute zero 
um yeah the second song absolute zero i'm sure most people will know and it is just an absolutely amazing song i liked it before listening to this album i'd never gone out of my way to listen to this song um but it, because it was like quite big I, i'd heard it and i thought it was all right but yeah no listen to it properly and and wanting to listen to it i realized yeah this is an incredible song um and nice. and the rest I think the rest of the album is pretty good. I, I I didn't have as good a listen to it as I did with uh, Tenacious D, uh, but I'm going in the right direc- direction and I'm listening to albums that I probably wouldn't have listened to due to my own uh, original, possibly wrong opinions on it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I like it. Though. I like that you're delving into stuff, even areas that you're not even that comfortable in. You're like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to dip my... Well, because the thing toes. was, and I'm g- so I was going to use the Tenacious D reference, yeah, from the album. Dip my toes in jacuzzi, yeah. baby. That's exactly <laughs> okay. what you want to do in music, don't you? Dip your toes yeah. in. Yeah, I mean, well, because the thing is, I absolutely loved Stone Sour's first album. It was, oh, I was, I listened to it over and over and over again. I can't remember what number this album was. It definitely wasn't the second album, maybe a third or fourth. But yeah, I just never bothered going back to them after that and so i thought i probably should and and it is the kind of thing i would like and it is good music uh yeah it's probably got a lot of fans most people who uh, have you ever listened to this album or did you follow stone sour much no uh yeah first album was really good second album come whatever may was incredible and then i just stopped yeah (laughs) and i haven't listened to i've liked a lot of the singles they've released um song number three of the album they released in 2017 uh which i think might be their last one that was excellent um so singles i've enjoyed yes but i haven't you know listened honestly listened to a stone sour album since 2006 so it's been a very very long time (laughs) and um i remember people really liking this album yeah house of um golden bones part one i remember people really liking it at the time yeah, don't know why I didn't get round to listening it to it. I'm not sure, um, but I do remember people giving it praise, saying it was really good. Yeah, and I I think it was quite good. Like I said that that sort of the one listen to I I one run through I gave it. Um, I, I I can't remember which songs it was now, but there was a couple of songs that stuck out, and I was like, oh, this is this is quite a good song. Uh, but I don't know which songs they were at this minute. I didn't <laughs> I wasn't able to write them down when I was listening to it. <laughs> That's okay, uh, but at least, um, yeah, you went through it and you had a good listen. And yeah. overall, what you heard I, was good. Yeah, so I will probably listen to more Stone Sour albums now. And like, like I said, I can't go into that much detail about it, but I just want to imagine it was out 10 years ago and it was quite a good album. Well, it looks like they've done <laughs> House of Golden Bones Part 2 the following year. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. You've spoke about how crazy it is when bands release an album a year, which is mad. Um, yeah. But that's cool, yeah. 2012 and 2013 for parts one and two. Yeah. Was there any other band? I didn't put any other albums on here, did I? No, but there was one that I didn't get around to listening to that I thought you might know, which was the Shinedown album that we were going to talk about. I do know. I didn't listen to it because the same reason I didn't listen to uh, the Papa Roach one last week, I've listened to it to death. Not to death. I've listened to it to life. Okay. That's not even a phrase. But I've listened to it a lot. Uh, so I want to listen to the other other albums first, and I never got around to listen to it. But uh, yeah, let's let's um let's go to it and see what's actually on it. Bully. Oh yes, I remember this. Yeah, Bully. Such. A, I forgot how good. Uh, sorry. Um. So Amaryllis. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> let's probably start properly. 
Right, let's go to Shinedown. <laughs> yeah. So 10 years ago, 2012, Shinedown released Amaryllis, which was... You know, three, five, two, three, four. It was the fifth album. I thought they only had four albums out. What is Leave a Whisper? I don't know. Apparently, according to... The what is Threat to Survive? Cut the cord. Yeah, I didn't like that one. Um, so, yeah. I thought this was their fourth album. According to, according, according, according to Spotify, it's their fifth album. Uh, I don't know. Spotify is probably more correct than I am. But... Uh, <laughs> you never know. Um, they, they were already getting quite big at this point, weren't they? Definitely. Uh, this, think... this is when um, I'd seen a uh, like a um, like a song or two in like 2006, like when they first came out, um, sort of on Kerrang! But I was like, yeah, it's, it's, I don't really like it that much. But this was the time when I started to pay attention to Shine Down, especially that um, Enemies was a wrestling song. It was okay. the raw. It was the raw theme tune, so you'd hear it all the time when you watch raw um and i was like that's an absolute tune who does this (laughs) and then i sort it out and then i thought actually this band are really good so this is yeah this is about the time when i started to notice that um shinedown were actually quite good and i remember at the time people really liking this album as well saying that it was excellent and think this is when you know when like a lot of people started to notice i might be wrong about that because i don't know anything about shinedown lore or what album's done well or whatever. But for me, I feel like this is the time when people started to notice and take note of um, of them themselves. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right about that. Uh, I think I already knew them um, from... It was probably from about 12 years ago now, so 2010. Probably around, yeah, Sound of Madness, somewhere in the stratosphere is when I got into them. Um, but yeah, they, they, they started playing massive shows. And, and I think Bully was... a yeah, like I said, like I said earlier, Bully was the first song released off of this album, and it just it just blew well blew me away. But I think it took a lot of people by surprise uh, how good that song was. I mean, the, the the meaning behind it as well. The 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 um, what's the word? Not meaning behind it. The theme, not theme. Do you know what I mean? I can't say I can't think of the word right now. <laughs> it will come. But yeah, I mean the the lyrics, the lyrics yeah. of the, of the of the song, and what the song is about. I think hit a lot of people in the right places as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's loads, loads of good songs on this album. See, I, I don't actually recognise a lot of the names on on this song in this album, <laughs> but I know I've listened to it a lot. Uh, I think I've said before I listened to them for like six months straight. Yeah, and but I don't think the album after this was as big. Threat to survive and attention to it, attention, attention. It could just be my perception. I feel like they peaked at Amaryllis. Oh, okay. Because um, Threat to Survival, which 2015, has some absolute bangers on it. Yeah. I I wasn't that keen. I mean, Cut the Cord, that's one of the biggest ones they play live. State of My Head as well. Yeah. State of My Head's an absolute tune. But I wasn't that keen. I really wasn't that keen. Um, And Attention, Attention again. I think Kelly really loved this album. Uh, Yeah, Attention, Attention's probably my favourite Shinedown album. Is it? Yeah, it's awesome. Really good. I loved that song Devil as well when they released it. I was just like, oh my God. The song, the video, everything. Brilliant. Really good. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> oh, the fucking hell. That's good stuff. Um, what did you think of the new album? 
is it going to be in your Adam's top 10 albums of 2022 or is it not going to make the cut? I only listened to that one once and uh, and it made me think of what you said about bands copying Scandinavian bands. Although I've got a thing to say on top of that after. So there's a band uh, that I listen to, well, not so much, I listen to a lot called Machinae Supremacy and they've got a lot of uh, like sort of stopping and just talking in in between tracks. And I'd never heard that on an album before. And then Shine Down did it for this one. Uh, it's a lot of weird. I, I don't really know the story behind it. Like I said, I only listened to it once. But I assume they all sort of fit together. Yeah. But then we heard it on the radio. Queens of the Stone Age. Queens of the Stone Age thing. Yeah. And that was, that was, yeah. that was obviously 2002. But I'd never listened before to Before you so. said that about the. I didn't. Before you said that, right, about the talking in between songs. I didn't look over at the right-hand side and look at the, the the track timings. I just saw 20 tracks and I was like, <laughs> wow, that's a lot of tracks to the album, but actually only half of those are songs. Yeah. All the rest are just little, um, like you said, speaking bits or whatever they are. Because I yeah. thought, bloody hell, 20 songs is a lot for an album. <laughs> That's yeah. a hell of a lot of songs, but they're not all songs, so no. that makes sense. Yeah, okay. But I, but I think, yeah, I think 17 was a lot. I think there's two Mudbane albums that have 17 tracks, and I struggled to get to the end of those those albums. LD50's yeah, got I th- 17. I, I, f- I feel like that's too much. I, I, I yeah. personally would never be in a band that released an album that has more than, you know, 12, 13 tracks at most. Yeah. Um, 20's a lot. 17... I mean, that's got to be a really, really good album for people to pay attention that long, especially these days. As we know, we won't say any names, but certain bands play main stages of certain festivals without even releasing an album. So um, (laughs) (laughs) who says you actually need to make albums these days? The answer is no one. Um, But yeah, (laughs) but yeah. but yeah, cool. Okay, so uh, yeah. we've gone completely off of the yeah, topic of no, this one. Yeah, no, I want to go back. Uh, so I, I have seen people saying like the 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 bits in between of the in between the tracks was almost off putting enough to make the album just a dud for them. Like they didn't oh, care about okay. it. And 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 reading that, it felt weird to me because it was like a normal thing to me. I thought it was interesting that another band had done it. So maybe you know the people who didn't like it have never heard an album do that kind of thing. Or a band do that kind of thing with an album, and they're like, "What the fuck is this? This is weird." Like, mm. uh, but I'm I, in, I'm intrigued now that I've just saved it to my albums to listen to. Okay, because cool, because I'm intrigued. That's intrigued me now. Twenty songs, not all songs, obviously, but all these little things has intrigued me so much that I've just added it to my list. So yeah, yeah, um, I do want to go back I'll and listen back to it. That. I do yeah, I think it's it, worth so. maybe it's worth our attention of a revisit and see what the hell's going on yeah. down these days <laughs> well i mean it's planet zero isn't it and i think it's all about the planet is it all about the planet dying i believe or us destroying that's the planet that's what the cover looks like the cover the cover's really cool actually it's simple yeah I, th- I think bands these days with all the ai design covers and stuff go a bit too mental yeah when it comes to album covers but this is nice and simple and looks really cool so yeah i'll, I'll definitely check that out dude cool but yeah, go back to Amaryllis, uh, <laughs> we were talking about. Uh, I don't, it's probably not, I, I wouldn't say it's one of their best albums, but it is, it's definitely still very good. Um, I mean, we've talked about as well, bands releasing songs that are better than their previous best song. 
and I think that's one thing Shining Down do really well, really well. Um, and it probably happened with this album. I don't think I got into it as it was released. It wasn't. Uh, I, I I wasn't really paying that much attention to them at the time. I don't think. I don't know. I can't remember. You know, to be fair, twenty twelve was quite a while ago. You're okay. Yeah, we'll let you off. We'll, we'll let you off. Like I said, it's, <laughs> with that one. I think I spent a lot of time in the pub in twenty twelve. I think and we I all did. Still, still lived at my parents' house, uh, but I hated staying wow. here. I, yeah, I hated being in the house at the weekend on my own. Uh, so I was like, right, I need to get out just for the sake of getting out to be drunk with friends in a pub. <laughs> so, so you were just out constantly. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, but yeah, cool. Really good. So yeah, um, a I'll, I'll, bit of homework for me on that one. Then I'll check out their new album. Yeah. But yeah, I, I from the songs I've heard of Amaryllis, I, I like them. I like them a lot, especially Enemies. Um, really good. Bully's really good. And I remember the song Adrenaline being really good as well. Not like I remember what it sounded like. No, I can't remember. Um, but yeah. <laughs> good. All right. Uh, shall we move on to another album, dude? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Uh, let's start with um, Paradise Lost's 2012. Have par- We've done a Paradise Lost album on every one of these. We have. Which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, every 1992, they released an album. 2002, they released an album. And 2012, they released an album. They're very consistent with the twos. Fair play to them. Um, so, yeah, Paradise Lost released. Well, it must be a new uh, album tragic- this year then. 2022. Oh, I'd like that. A triple like album, that. three CD album. Their last album was fucking fantastic, so I'm well up for that. Um, so yeah, so Paradise Lost released Tragic Idol um, in 2012. Um, did you listen to this? I did. I had never listened to it before this, uh, even though I, you know, I have I've been a bit of a fan of Paradise Lost before. Mm-hmm. The first track is uh, is a bit weird. I, I wasn't keen on it from the first track. But as soon as it went into the second okay. track, I was like, "Yeah, this is this is more like it. This is fucking awesome." <laughs> and and then and then the album, like, it felt like I was only listening to the album for about five songs, and then and then my Spotify started playing other random things. And I was like, "I must have listened to the whole album." It's quite short. I think it's only <clears throat> ten songs. Yeah. So it is quite short. But yeah, I get what you mean. It gels really well together. This album it yeah. just sounds like one big song. Yeah. Um, you don't notice when a song's changing into the next one, which is pretty cool, actually. Yeah. But I was just intrigued to know what else. Is there anything that stood out or any anything you want to say about the album itself or anything that not want to mention? Or did you just overall think it was good? Because that's good. Yeah, no, I, I just over, overall think it was good. Um, there's nothing I can pluck out from any any specific thing. I, I only, only listened to it the once. And okay. uh, like I said, I didn't even realize I was listening to it for a lot of the time. I was like, oh, that was good. And and, and it was gone. <laughs> it was gone. Yeah, it's done. It's gone. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, what I'll say about this one is like in the lore of Paradise Lost, uh, from this album, the few after and the few before, this is when they started to go back to being more metal right. than including anything else. Like if you compare this album to believe in nothing the album that we just do last time they are very different um you know that one's like new metal synth stuff yeah and this is literally a metal album <laughs> a gothic <Yeah>. metal album <laughs> so there is like in 10 years a lot of evolution for this band um but yeah it's really good i think um go more metal in the, it put them in the right direction they still got the clean sort of nice hooks that they didn't have before that they took from like that middle new metal part they added in him doing really nice clean vocals. Yeah. And to keep that with the metal actually made a lot of sense and I think made Paradise Lost 
actually better than they were in the 90s um but still got all the like gothic melodies and synths and you know all the beautiful guitars that you want it, this one in paradise lost album sits quite high up in decent paradise lost it's not okay. top five for me but it's up there it's really good solid paradise lost album that you can listen to and go that's a really good album um yeah so it's a, just another cracker from these guys really i'd say the standout songs for me are solitary one which is the first song that you didn't like <laughs> it is really good i love that song um fear of impending hell uh honesty and death and in this we dwell are probably my favorite songs on the album but as we said before and we talk about paradise lost a lot on this show it's probably my fault <laughs> um adam a little bit but more my, my fault um if you like any type of metal or any type of dark goth stuff um you will like this band so go and listen to any paradise lost but if you like your metal uh with a little bit of gothic melody listen to tragic idol it's really good um Very right nice. should we move on to the next one yeah go for it uh next let's talk about let's talk about deftones because i was really interested to see what you thought of this <laughs> did you listen to it i did Oh my god! Okay, uh, right. not not in full. I'm afraid for this. Not one. in full. Okay, because uh, I wanted I, to. I I I listened to this album and I thought this might actually be a Deftones album that he actually likes because it's quite heavy. You are correct. Yes. Oh my god! No way. Are you serious? Are you being serious? Yeah, I'm being serious. I've never ever liked <laughs> Deftones. Um, going on like back to school. I hated back to school. When it was always on Kerrang and Skurs, and and I, oh, I just, I just did not like that song, and it put me off him. And and I think I said last episode, I think he's whiny, uh, but you get used <laughs> to that. I listening to this album, I can't, I can't, again, I can't pull any specifics from any of the tracks or even the names from the tracks because I was, I was busy, I was driving, but I was listening to it thinking, yeah, I like this, like it, it, it works. It kind of you get used to it, and he's not as whiny as I thought he once was. <laughs> Oh, I like it. Okay, so we're talking about Deftones' 2012 album, Koino Yukan. And um, yeah, I'm surprised mm -hmm. um, if you're an avid listener of this podcast, you will know that Adam is doesn't hate, but he's not the biggest Deftones fan, which is fair enough. Um, so when I was listening to this, I thought it's, for, this is probably one of the most heavy Deftones albums, like the heavy songs. It's got slow bits on it. So they always do that. Yeah. But like, you know, like Swerve City and Levers and stuff, it's real heavy riffy. And I thought... Yeah, he might like this. And yeah. I, I can't believe I was actually thinking that. I was like, oh my God, he actually likes something that Deftones have done. This is unbelievable. <laughs> Amazing. It is, yeah. And but and I would this... listen to this album again to, to try and get into it a bit more. Yeah, and take some awesome. More I it. think this is, again, in Deftones albums, this is right up there. This is a really solid, awesome Deftones album, which at the time... I really didn't like. Yeah, really. <laughs> so that would surprise you. Your first listen to it, you really like it. On my first listen in 2012, I really didn't like it. I was not invested in this album at all. I don't know why. My friend Aston, who is a big Deftones fan as well, was playing all the songs for it. And I was like, I don't know, man. I'm not sure. I don't know. Because Diamond Eyes, the album before this, I probably consider to be the best Deftones album. Or if first or second. Yeah. So I was expecting... And they went in a different direction to what I thought they were going to go in. Similar, it's, it's, it's similar to um, the Diamond Eyes, but it goes off a little bit in other places. So I remember at the time thinking that, nah. and then a couple of years later, I listened to it and I was like, 
oh my god what was i thinking this is really good <laughs> i don't know maybe i just wasn't in the right headspace or i just wasn't in the mood at that point in time to listening for deftones because sometimes i go through massive phases of music i always love them but you know sometimes you just don't want to listen to something yeah um so it just didn't gel with me at all and then a couple of years later i went back and i was like oh god it's really good <laughs> was I, was, what was i thinking i i saw them on this tour as well um so the songs that they played from that album, I probably didn't enjoy at the time. Yeah. But um, yeah, in 2012, I saw them at Brixton Academy um, and they were fantastic. The Deftones were always good. But yeah, but um, yeah, I remember really not liking it, which is weird. Um, but I would say, go on, sorry. Isn't, that is interesting. And I think that's something we've talked about before is um, when, when, you, when you listen to an album, it, it changes. Like if you listen to, I listen to it and it's 10 years old. You listen to it at the time. You were probably comparing it to the previous album. I was. Um, whereas I, I was, I obviously wasn't. Um, mm. But if I was to listen to the albums in order now, I wouldn't. Pro- I probably wouldn't compare it to the previous album. No. Which is weird. That is weird. It's all context, isn't it? Really, yeah. when you think about music. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Exactly you can go right into word. something like you could if you go into something with like a a predetermined idea of what you think it's going to be that could change the way that you feel about the album when you go into it yeah if you go in having no idea what the hell you're going to listen to you might appreciate it more yeah so all the other way you could go in with a thing saying i really like this band i like whatever they do so i'm going to like it regardless or you could go in completely blind and be like this trash (laughs) so do you know what i mean like you you never like other music really does affect where your mind's going to take you when you listen to other stuff yeah. just from experience yeah it's just like going back to the, the slipknot album again some stuff just completely takes you off guard and you're like wait a minute what <laughs> yeah what have i accidentally put elbow on oh no wait a minute <laughs> it's the new slipknot album yeah. like stuff like that like that just takes you by complete surprise and that's good because even if you go in with a like preconceived notion you're just blown out the water straight away and just like okay i, I don't know what to think or say or do with my mind yeah which is great and which is why we always talk about music <laughs> well yeah one sorry thing, one thing getting that, really weird with that yeah no i just just to add on to that a little bit because one thing that has always amazed me and blown me away not really blown me away but i don't know that that kind of that kind of feeling is you you obviously you're not born with a music taste nobody is born with a taste in music uh you look like you're going to say something but i, I no. i'll finish no, no, it wasn't. Okay. I was agreeing with you. Okay. Oh, good. I, I thought, I thought you were going to come up with some scientific experiment that you've heard of that, <laughs> no, that no, where, no, if your no, music is played while you're in the womb, it means you are going to be into that music uh, genetically. Um, you, you must be into that. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. No, I've always thought it. I, I've always known that I, I choose. I have chosen to like uh, Scandinavian melodic death metal and '90s boy bands. Uh, which is my my taste in music, and and I and, <laughs> and Bloodstockers, you know, they they choose to only listen to Black and Decker metal. Uh, Black and Decker metal. <laughs> um, but they but they but obviously they will claim that their music is superior for certain reasons. But it's it's not. They they choose to like that music. There's no musical reason why that music is superior in any way, shape, or form. It's just opinions. Yeah. Sorry, that exactly. that, that was an it. unnecessary dig at Bloodstockers. That's two in this episode now. I apologise, Bloodstockers. Um, hey, listen, I've been to two. Love you, Bloodstockers. Yeah. You're the dudes. <laughs> and dudettes. And dudesses and whatever else. But yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Two disses. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, like, yeah, you're not you're not born with a taste in music. You pick it. Whether whether you subconsciously or consciously do it, most people's probably subconsciously. It, it's go, it mm. comes from. Uh, I've gone too far into this. I can't explain it too much more. We should probably go back to. Uh, but anyway, the, the the end result of this is that Adam, in his mind, has chosen to like some Deftones, which um, me and other Deftones fans that listen to the podcast will be very happy about. Um, from no, this album, more, I would more, no more than anything. I have probably chosen not to dislike them, or not to dislike the album. There's nice. a difference. Okay. There's a difference in that. I like that. If you listen to it again, I'll be very happy. Or yeah. any Deftones, for that instance. But yeah. Um, I would recommend from this album, uh, songs-wise, Swerve City, Leathers, Entombed, which is probably one of the best Deftone songs, um, and Graphic Nature. Very good, very heavy album. If you're a Deftones fan, I'm sure you already know about it. If not, go and listen to it, because I missed out on it for a few years, and it was stupid. If not, and you want to get a taste of Deftones, this is probably a, quite a heavy place to start. But I'd say listen to the songs Entombed and Swerve City and it'll give you a good sort of mix of what the album's about. Uh, shall we move on to the next one, sir? Yes. Let's move on. Let's move on to Three Days Grace's 2012 album, Transit of Venus. Ad, what's your take, bro? This is probably the one I listen to the least. Um, okay. I stuck it on today for uh, only for about three songs, I think it was. No, yeah, it was this one that the used came on after so i must have listened to the whole album but i think it was so so super busy today that i didn't concentrate very much on it at all didn't get a chance to absorb it yeah yeah okay well that's cool what what, uh anything from what you heard did you like so so yeah so um i think definitely track number three i believe um that they that it's not really much about them is what my previous opinion of them was I, I I just thought they were they must have been a bit like sort of yellow card, pop punky, fun band kind of thing. And I was like, hang on, they don't sound what I think they they sound like. So uh, Not yeah, at so all. I'm I was completely off. Uh, this is the thing. That's it. <laughs> From the bands that you like, you should like Three Days Grace. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> which obviously you again you went in with a preconceived notion. Yeah. Oh wow! We're and for so some reason, you thought philosophical. It, you thought it was something that it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, from all the other stuff you told me you listened to, I would have thought you would have already liked Three Days Grace. Um, Apparently, but hi. obviously, you've you've thought they were something that they're not, which I've done with a lot of bands as well. I st- still to this day get some bands confused, and I'm like, well, I don't like them, and then I'm like, actually, no, <laughs> I do like them. Yeah, I'm getting them mixed up with another band that's a completely different genre of music that I don't like. Yeah, that always happens to me all the time. Do you know? So, I'm um, but yeah, just looking through their singles and albums, and I don't recognise any of it. So yeah, I've never, I've never exposed myself to Three Days Grace. Exposed yourself, before, really. okay, right? Well, you should <laughs> expose yourself to more. Um, so Transit of Venus. This is yeah, it's a it's a good album. Um, it's probably not in the top of Three Days Grace albums from my point of view. Um, although it does have some really really good moments on it. Um, it's the last uh, original brackets in lineup um of three days grace um before the singer adam left um and was replaced by the new singer so this was the last album with him on it um a lot of people don't like the new singer um where i absolutely do um other people think this is the last true three days grace album 
Um, but it is really good. Weird thing is, actually, he left abruptly with the band, and they were just about to tour with Shinedown. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was like, okay, oh, that's cool. That's weird. Um, Did he have a good so, yeah, he was an, he, for that after the n- fact? They, he said that he just really wasn't interested. In, I think they'd been a band, technically, for like 20 years, since right. they were like teenagers. Um, and I think he was just like, time for a different you know part of my life and okay i think it was quite abruptly left and the rest of the band were like uh pretty sure we were supposed to just go on tour <laughs> so i don't think they never toured this album okay um i think they'd done a couple of shows with the new singer but they didn't do like a full-blown tour which is sad because it's got some good songs on it um but yeah it's good but th- this this is the three days grace album that no one really talks about and none yeah. of the songs are like high on their spotify or anything even though i think it has its great moments on it um, like Sign of the Times is probably one of the second best, I would say, um, opener for a Three Days Great album. Absolutely fantastic. Chalk Outline, really, really great song. Misery Loves My Company, oh, great tune again. Give Me a Reason, really, really nice ballad. And Broken Glass probably has one of my favourite Three Days Grace chorus hooks. Um, so a really solid Three Days Grace album. Um, if you listen to this and you like, you know, any um breaking benjamin or any of that sort of american you know alts rock almost into metal stuff three days grace will be a massive grab for you and they're definitely worth listening to i wouldn't say this is the place to start um i'd say there's other albums that you could listen to that are much better um like outsider which was their previous album um and probably go to one x which as i say is the album that gets most people into three days grace so there's more better places to start but still if you want to have a look at it go do it transit of venus it is a good album adamante shall we move on sir to our final two discussive albums right after this i've just remembered what i was doing in 2012 here we go here we go i was listening to two sonic syndicate albums and that was it what just simultaneously (laughs) yep for <laughs> about two years, I think I I think I passed my driving test in like 2010, and and I put them in my car. I put all four of their albums in my car at that point, but the only two I listened to was Only Inhuman and We Rule the Night. I didn't really like the other two, and yeah, I listened to those two albums for about two years. Nothing else. Wow, <laughs> I know. Yeah, like. It, it amazes me that you can do this. Like you said, like when you listen to Iron Maiden for just six months constantly. Yeah. I could never do that. As much as I love these bands, I have to mix it up with stuff. I'll listen to an album of a band, full album, or two albums, but then I have to go somewhere else. I can't just listen to one artist. <laughs> and I actually find that incredible that you can do that because yeah. I 100% can't do that. Yeah, well, I, th- I think at the time I was just like I probably tried to listen to other stuff, but I, I like like you said a minute ago, I just wasn't in the right headspace for it. I was like, no, I want to go back to this album. <laughs> I, I don't really want to listen to that, and 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 it just doesn't sound good either. It doesn't sa- it doesn't sound good if you don't want to listen to it. Mm. So, okay, yeah, well, that's two albums. That's insane. So there we go. Now we know. Uh, just picture Adam just sitting in a pub listening to Sonic Syndicate and you know what he was doing in 2012. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's why I don't right. know a lot of the albums from this sort of era. Yeah, well, yeah. that's fair enough. Well, at least now you're listening to them. Yeah. Going back to 2012 with everyone else. Um, okay, let's talk about... Uh, let's talk about Linkin Park and we can finish with the other one. Um, so Linkin Park's 2012 release 
Living Things. Did you listen to it? And what did you think? I did listen to it. I wasn't that keen. Um, this is one of those times I would really want to go and analyse everything they've done, rather than just analyse the one album and go like okay. what they've done. But I obviously I don't have time to do that kind of thing. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I wasn't keen on it. Uh, I don't I don't know what songs were on it. Let's have a quick look. I don't think there was any songs I really knew from it from beforehand. How many albums had they released at this point? Oh, this was, was this... album number five. Oh, hang on. Yeah, I got down to Hybrid Theory and Meteora. Like what you said earlier. And I was like, oh, this is the one after Meteora. But no, that was re-released in 2012. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> See, look, an example of it right there. Spotify not putting albums in order again by yeah. re-released years. Yeah. Really frustrating. Although it has got Hybrid Theory, Reanimation, then Meteora at the bottom. Uh, then buy it. Okay, that's yeah. good. But then it's got them again up a bit later. But yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't like this album. I didn't like the direction that Linkin Park went after Meteora. It's what they wanted to do, uh, and I just stopped listening to them. So uh, that's all, all I can really say. Like, uh, okay, I, I wouldn't be one of these people that bashed bashed them for doing what they wanted to do. We spoke about it before. They had they had the world in their pocket after Meteora. They had. A formula of how to write songs but they decided not to do that and that mm -hmm. might have been what kept them going if they released a third album that was pretty much a copy of the first two people might have got bored of it and gone nah i don't definitely and uh, yeah and they might not have carried on after that so it is it, they did what they did it, it might have been a good thing it might have been a bad thing they might have been bigger than the biggest band in the world uh yeah yeah it's true <laughs> um but yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't for me. Oh, that's a shame. That's a shame because uh, I love this album. Uh, obviously, I, I'm a huge, huge Linkin Park album. Followed them from the first album all the way up to the last album. Um, this is one of the ones I go back to the most. Is it? Um, yeah, definitely. It's really got really good re-listen re-listen value. This, and I won't spoil it in case we do. Um, you know, our top you know best to worst linkin park albums of the future but i'll just say now this is my fourth favorite linkin park album okay and that sounds low seems they only done like six or seven but i think that the quality of linkin park's albums are so good yeah to be the fourth best linkin park album means it's really good yeah <laughs> so, oh yeah yeah okay <laughs> that yeah. means it's it's decent um yeah. which is i'm surprised that you didn't you know you didn't i did like I did feel good going into listening to it, like when I just just searching it on Spotify and and thinking to myself, I'm going to listen to a Linkin Park album, and I haven't mm. I haven't listened to a new Linkin Park album since Meteora, so I felt good that I was actually giving him a chance. But yeah, I, I just like I said, it just this wasn't for me anymore. Oh, that's cool. That's all good. Um, yeah. So Adam didn't like it, which is fair enough. I'm the opposite. I think this album's really really good. Like I said, my fourth favorite uh, Linkin Park album. It's it's a continuation of what they done on a thousand suns except a thousand suns was a lot more synth heavy um and this one was a lot more guitar heavy compared to um compared to a thousand suns um so yeah really really good i would recommend from this album uh lost in the echo which is the opening track burn it down skin to bone and i think that powerless closing the album is possibly the best way Linkin Park have ever closed an album. I think it is an absolutely incredible track. And Chester's vocals are, as always, absolutely out of this world. And um, 
yeah, he will be forever missed. I will not try to cry. Um, <laughs> moving on to our last album to discuss. I couldn't remember uh, which, which album is... this was until right now. Okay. Oh, which, I'm excited. Which, you ready? Yeah. Which is <clears throat> Papa Roach's 2012 album, The Connection. Now, we have spoke. We speak quite a lot about Papa Roach on this, and we will get round to doing an entire episode about Papa Roach because there is more than enough content to do that about uh, that they've released. Uh, Ad, what did you think of The Connection? I'm pretty sure you listened to this one either at the time or a lot since the time. Uh, what's your take on this one, dude? This was the first time I listened to it. Really? Yeah, really. Wow, I'm totally surprised about that. <laughs> I actually thought you would listen to this one at the time. I'm... Dude, that's honestly surprised me. I thought you were going to say that you listened to this album before. So, story time with Adam. No, what is it? Story. Here we go. Um, yeah, so I I followed them all the way up to uh, Metamorphosis. Um, and I, I, Metamorphosis was probably my favourite album of theirs. I, I, I listened to that to death when I was at uni. And then... Uh, uh, I need to get their albums up a second. Um, yeah, I fucking loved Metamorphosis. And then they released Time for Annihilation. I didn't know that wasn't a proper album. That caught me completely no, off it guard. It had like five new songs, then loads of old songs. And I was like, what's this shit? I was looking forward to new Papa Roach. And like I said, it just caught me off guard. And it sort of turned me off of them after that. I thought it was just a crap money-making scheme, uh, re-releasing old tracks without telling people. Well, I didn't, they might have told people. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't keeping up with like news. I wasn't reading news outlets or more about about what the album was going to be. But yeah, so it annoyed me, and I I didn't really follow them after that. So do you know what? this is going to blow your mind? Metamorphosis is my least favorite Puffer Oak album. Is it? Yeah, without a doubt. No, it's good. Uh, you're <laughs> wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what's going to be bottom of my list when we do it? Yeah. You don't know where all the others going to go, but. Yeah, definitely my least favorite. Yeah, but then I saw it along with an, along with another one that was released around the same time that I won't. <laughs> but yeah, so going back to the, con- the connection, this was the first time I listened to it, and it fucking blew me away. And I'm really annoyed that yes! I didn't listen to it beforehand. It was like, it was incredible. It was up there. I, on my first listen, I was thinking, I think this might be better than Metamorphosis. Oh, I might like it more than Whoa! Metamorphosis. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't. That's awesome. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> That's cool, man. I, I I was blown away by that. I thought you would listen to it before because we talk about Puff Roach all the time. But it's actually crazy that you missed out on this because I think I didn't like the two albums before this. Yeah. I, I really, they had some good bits, but I thought Puff Roach were going in a direction that I really didn't like. Was that including and I feel like this Time for Annihilation or was that Metamorphosis and Paramore Sessions? I didn't like the songs they released off of time for annihilation even the thing even though it wasn't a proper album it was more like an ep or live tracks i didn't yeah. like that either okay i didn't like the paramore sessions either that's got a couple of good tracks on it but i didn't i didn't think it was great i didn't think it was that great no oh, yeah. um and i think this was the album when they righted the ship in a direction and i think every album since this has been absolutely incredible i've not listened to any <laughs> so, of them apart from the newest one okay which was a few days well, I ago think this is that this is this was the time when they got to that middle bit when I was like, oh, God, Puff Roach aren't quite doing what I thought they would do or where they would go. Um, and they done this album and I was like, straight away. I was like, this, I heard the single. Uh, oh, yeah. What, what did I hear what did they the release? I, I heard, where did the angels go? They released um, 
not a proper video. It was a um a lyric video. Okay. To, um, where did the angels go? And I heard that, and I was like, uh, yeah, I'm still going to shop. I literally just went to the CD store and bought it straight away. I was yeah. like, this is incredible. Oh, nice. And I loved it straight away. Yeah, I, I, this is a really, really solid Papa Roach album. Yeah, I agree. It's, um, it's in the mix. It's in the mix. It's up there and in the mix, definitely. Really, really good. Um, I just love that you loved it. That got me yeah. excited. Um, <laughs> it got me excited. Yeah, like, like you said, you, I forgot, I forgot yeah. this, we were going to do this album. And then I remember this, the last one, and I thought, oh, you're going to love this. <laughs> that's why i wanted to say we to a last man but I, I would say this album like songs on this album get me absolutely pumped like i want to rock out i want to sing yeah. i want to go crazy because this album has songs on it that make you want to do that and again weirdly i think just like um uh just like the uh three days grace album that we talked about transit of venus this one is the album. No one talks about this album when they talk about Pop Roach. No one mentions songs from this album. No one. It's not in their top. And whenever I see people talking about it, no one talks about the connection. Yeah. Even though it's a really, really good album, but I think it's quite an overlooked Pop Roach album, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, because it's full of great songs. I'll just go through what my favourites are. Uh, Where did the angels go? Silence is the enemy. Wish you never met me is probably one of my favorite Papa Roach songs. Uh, Won't Let Up as well is great and a really sort of different weird mix that's probably up there for Papa Roach songs for me. Um, but yeah, this album, every time I listened to it at the gym the other day and I was like, I, I want to trash everything in this gym right now. <laughs> like I'm so pumped for this album. I just want to rock out yeah. and trash everything. Nice. That's how pumped this album got me. But just like you, from the first time I listened to it, loved it straight away. Yeah instantly was just like it's a good album. it's hard for that it, it's not very often that happens for me oh I, that's good i've listened to it a few times to actually take it in yeah absorb it yeah but no, it's good yeah exactly and we you know we, we we never say enough good things about pop roach on this <laughs> we talk about good <laughs> all the time but it is really good um if you're a p roach fan like we are and you haven't heard it go and check it out it's definitely worth your time um if you want to get into papa roach this might actually be a good place for you to start. So if you if you have been, you know, not keen to get into Papa Roach or not sure, try the connection. I think it might be a really good place for you to start. Um and you can start your love affair with Papa Roach like we have. Yeah. Uh do you want to talk any more about this? Uh on a, on a similar note, uh I, there was an album I listened to. Um I can't, I can't remember what it was now, but it was a drowning pool album I listened to. And I think they're in kind of the same boat as Papa Roach, where like they're never going to top Infest, Drowning Pool. They're never going to top Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. Not Infest. Um, it was Infest, wasn't it? First, Was that the first one? The first. Yeah. No, Cut My Life Into Peters. Last Resort. That's the one. They're, yes. they're never going to top Last Not Resort. And Drowning Pool never going to top Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. But they've had some incredible albums since. But it's one of those bands that I never hear people talking about. It's like mm. people just don't really follow them anymore in america pop roach are big they're they're rather big okay i'm not sure how big they are in the uk but i think just in general for what they've done and the quality of albums they've put out i'm not saying i'm not comparing them to corn because i think corn are much bigger than pop roach are but again with corn corn should be giant yeah they should be headlining festivals and Proper Roach not necessarily should be headlining festivals, but they should still 
be much bigger than they actually are and be able to headline a stage, for instance. Yeah. Which in this country, I don't know about America or anywhere else, they don't do. No. Which to me is mind boggling. Yeah. Uh, um, I thought the same. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, acts like that, you're just like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why haven't they not, you know? And I don't think that's anything to do on their part because I feel like probably musically they have taken the next step. But for some reason, they haven't on the stage, which is crazy because Papa Roach are really good live. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I haven't seen them for a long really time entertaining. now, actually. Hmm. Really? Yeah, not for like ages. Yeah. Really entertaining, really good, loads of energy, always sound great um, and worth your time live, I think, as much as they are. A lot like Corn. Yeah. As much live as they are on the record. So, yeah, great. Um, but what you're going to... Do you know what you reminded me of before? Sorry. When you said about... When we were talking about Linkin Park and you were talking about releasing albums. Yeah. I was in my head thinking, I was thinking of a word. If Linkin Park were to continue with another album that was just like Meteor and Hybrid Theory, people would have got which uh, what I have with Marvel movies now, which is Marvel fatigue. Yeah, fatigue. There's yeah. so many and they're all, and I'm sure there's some good ones in there. And I do watch the occasional Marvel movie, but now I have Marvel fatigue. Yeah. There's too many series there's too many Disney Plus things. There's too many movies coming out. My brain is done. Yeah. yeah. And that's what would have happened if Linkin Park just made another Meteora. Yeah. People eventually would have got Linkin Park fatigue and no one would have cared. Yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of takes away from how good it was in the first place. Exactly. A little bit. Yeah. Because it'll be like, oh, well, Linkin Park just sound the same every album. And then Meteora and Hybrid 3 might not be looked on quite as fondly as they are now. Yeah. Where when they changed on Minutes to Midnight almost completely to a totally different sound, people at the time were like, oh, what the hell is this? I was like, brilliant, because I don't want another Meteora. Yeah. Because we just had that. Well, I don't want that again. I want something different. So, yeah, I totally, I get what you mean with that. It's good. It doesn't sit right with everyone when bands change, but for band longevity sometimes you have to adapt and grow yeah. and move in a different direction. Even if fans don't stick with you when you do, you'll get new fans yeah. in yeah, the direction true. that you've gone. And I think some bands, especially, you know, people say you can see some metalers and some metal bands and something, they're just so stubborn to change to anything. Yeah. And I understand because you don't want to lose the core fan base that you've got. But sometimes... Bring Me the Horizon being the perfect example of this. Change can only do you good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, and not necessarily do bad things for you. It can change the band completely in a good way. Might not be good for some people. Some people think they sound like trash. But, you know, if you're happy with it to change your band is and it works for you, hey, why do it? Yeah. Yeah, just do it. Why not? Slipknot again. The new Slipknot album, very weird, very strange, going in a different direction in some places. Why not? Why not? Take the chance. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. You might come out with something that's really good. If people don't like it, I'm sure they won't be hurt or care that much that people don't like it. So <laughs> yeah. who cares? You crack on. Do what you want. But yeah, so that was our discussion of some albums released in 2012. If we've missed any that you guys want us to talk about or that you want to tell us about, please tell us. Um on all the social medias and stuff, just say, hey, idiots, you've missed a really good album from this year. Yeah. <laughs> but these are just the ones that we picked. I'm sure I'll find some more and then next week I'll say we missed these couple off or whatever. But um, I feel happy with the albums that we've we've talked about. Yeah. And uh, I just want to add one more thing. As you mentioned, Corn, 
last episode, you were quite surprised that I said I think my favourite album was Untouchables. And mm-hmm. I asked a lot of people uh, the, the the few days after that, and almost all of them said Untouchables. Untouchables is not my favourite album. album. <laughs> uh, the paradigm shift is. I said that was a really good album when you said it wasn't. No, I've always liked Paradigm Shift. I reckon you said. Okay, I, reckon... I remember saying Paradigm Shift here and you were like, oh, I'm not sure about that one. I think because you probably thought <laughs> Untouchables. I think... Dude, Paradigm Shift and Untouchables are, I, th- I swear to God, there's about 12 years between those two albums. Yeah. I think Paradigm Shift's like 2013. 20, 2014, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 20, oh, yeah. 2013, sorry, yeah. The original 2013, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> but yeah, I forgot. So you don't you don't like the Jonathan Davis darling? I, I do I do okay. like it. I do very much like Untouchables, but oh, okay. I forgot but it's not your I forgot how much I liked Paradigm Shift. I, I listened to really it so much. That is a really good album so as well. Much. Yeah, that is a great album. Yeah. But yes, sorry. I just wanted to say that. It's all right. Fair play to you, lad. Um, and we should say we'll do a we'll do a corn special. Oh, we will a corn special, a paparot Hunt. special. Let us know if there's yes. another band you want us to do a special of, um, and we will try and do it. That has more than at least six albums, yeah. so we can speak about it decently. Yeah, there has to be some sort of caveat in there. Yeah, true. You know? Yeah, bands that have been going for a certain length of time that we can talk about them for an hour and a half to two hours and not just be saying nothing basically yeah <laughs> uh but yeah a number of albums is good because like we well, had yeah, tenacious d we were talking about the first album was 2001 they've done four albums in that time yeah <laughs> so, yeah 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 exactly yeah uh but yeah no that was a, that was a really good episode again i think we um we should probably leave it there because none of these short episodes are actually any short well short even in the slightest so <laughs> Um, we should leave it there and we will come back to you next week like we said at the beginning of the show where we should be talking about our predictions for for download or our predictions and what we are hoping for or what we would like to see um, what we think about the Thursday I'm sure so many things will come up uh, as we're having a few guests on and we should be able to bounce off each other and, and probably have some really great suggestions as well that neither of us have thought about yeah, definitely. That's why it's good to get other people on the show and get other people's thoughts. And same with everyone on the Discord or everyone on social media. <clears throat> Tell us your predictions, what you think, what you feel. We'll put our feelers out there and on um, on Discord and get. Um, um, we've got a discussion going on there about um, next year, anyway. Yeah. So we'll probably pick some stuff from that and uh, you know read out some stuff that people have said. But uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what other people think, and then interested to see what actually happens. Yeah. Yeah, um, which will be really cool. Yeah, and and as I said earlier, I reckon there'll probably be an announcement between now and recording, or between recording and release, and so it'll fuck everything up. But <laughs> it should be all right. It should be a good episode, regardless. And so yeah, we're, we're going to leave it there. Come and join us on any and all social medias that you are part of. Come and join us on Discord and come and join the discussion that we've got. With it. we we got an awesome community so far. We've had some really cool discussions. But there's always room for more. And, um, Definitely. Yeah, Simon, I I don't think I've asked you about your YouTube for a few episodes. Is there anything you want to... No, or, or, no or where I haven't done a video. Find you. Or where people can find you. I haven't you. done a video since Bloodstock. But yeah. as soon as the uh, download news goes up or any other festival news happens, I'll be jumping straight back on my YouTube again and getting the ball rolling like normal all the way up to... Um, 
to next year. But if you haven't watched any of my vlogs, I got a Bloodstock vlog, a 2000 Trees vlog, and a download vlog on my YouTube. So Simon Bond on YouTube, uh, and I'm Fonzie underscore Simon <coughs> on Insta. So go and add me and see all the stuff. Uh, oh, I'll also be putting up um, a brand new house tour. Ah, uh, yeah. So nice. when we move into my house, I will be doing an empty house tour of my new house. That's awesome. So um, yeah. that will probably be my next YouTube video. So yeah, that will be a cool one. Awesome. Um, and yeah, so we we collectively are dear download. We're dear, dear download or dear download podcast on most things. Uh, our email address is deardownload2003 at gmail.com. That's 2003. If there's anything you want to contact us about, you want to you reach out to us and give us any pointers or correct us about anything we've said, or, or even you want to give us a topic that you want us to talk about, that would be awesome. Yeah, anything you want, let us know. And um, we're all ears. Within reason. We're... Within reason, not anything. Within reason. Yeah, within yeah, reason. That's yeah. very true. Um, but I think it's time to leave it there. So, uh, anything you want to add before we go, Simon? No. No. Okay. Well, that's goodbye from Simon then. Goodbye, everyone. And goodbye from me. Goodbye.